Welcome to episode 15 in the KIPPS Personal Trainer Application Podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia. I'm the president of KIPPS and Kettlebell Concepts. In this episode, we discuss something that is on every fitness professional's mind. How do we adjust to the current issues facing the fitness industry? And where does it go from here? Guest Katie Cruz is the co-owner of HitLogic, which has locations in Redmond and Tumalo, Oregon. Katie's a prime example of a gym owner that has adapted to each phase during the current pandemic and is continually pushing to offer a high quality workout experience for their members. Let's jump into the episode. Before jumping into the meat and potatoes of this episode, it's important to note that the topic we're going to discuss, it could vary from state to state, county to county. And so with the unique times that we're in dealing with COVID-19 and how it's affecting the fitness industry. Our guest today is a business owner and somebody that I realized adjusted quickly, not just with what she's doing now, which we're going to get to later, but also how when this all initially hit the way that she adjusted. So Katie, what was your first thought when you heard that gyms were being forced to close down? Um, Initially, I was terrified. I think that my mind went straight to Um, all of our members and how this would affect them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I realized like, just take a deep breath, suck it up and we'll handle it. So um, prior to the official shutdown, we're in Bend, Oregon. um, We had been doing um, everything that we can to everything that we could have done to protect our members and keep everybody safe. So two weeks Mm -hmm. prior to the official shutdown, we had reduced our class sizes to six people. And we had added classes. So we were doing like four classes back to back to back to meet our members needs. Everyone was staying there six feet apart. We had provided all the different types of sanitation products that they needed to clean their equipment down. And we had to change our programming. So I write all of the programming for our workouts. So instead of um, moving from exercise to exercise around the gym, everyone just held their own space and Mm. kept their equipment in that space. So no one was sharing anything. Um, So we were doing that prior to the official shutdown. Um, We were also um, doing two of our classes a day through our, through a Facebook platform, a private Facebook group, Mm. and we were doing live classes. So those members who were uncomfortable to come into the gym could still stream our workouts live from home. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did prior to the shutdown. When the shutdown happened, we continued to do those live classes. Um, we heard on a Monday that we had to shut down by Monday evening. We had checked out all of our equipment to our members wow. so that they could do the workouts from home. Um, everyone came and picked up what they needed. And then the next, that evening at six o'clock, my husband and I did our first live shoot from home. Wow. In our bedroom. <laughs> um, from then, we've become more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, we're doing three live workouts a day, and each workout is different. And then they remain on that Facebook page so that if you can't make a live class time, you can mm-hmm. go back and watch any other class that we've ever done, or you can do the class that from that day. So gotcha. the videos are always on there, which is great. Um, so, yeah, initially, we just knew that we had to stay two steps ahead of what was happening. Um, Prior to the workout, we had started to build an app that would allow us to um, attract members from out of our area. Mm -hmm. So we asked one of our members 
who had been, who's been with us for three years, she no longer could come into the gym. Her mother-in-law just finished chemo and was living with them. So she didn't want to put her at risk. Mm -hmm. So we asked her to be kind of our guinea pig on this new um, app that we were developing. And we quickly realized that that's great, but that's not what our gym is about. Mm -hmm. Our gym is about community and being around other people and getting that, you know, that feeling you get from going to the gym, being part of something. So, um, we quickly thought like, we just have to increase our live classes. And we did that. And we initially until this week kept our live classes to just one person coaching and then two people doing the actual workout so that people could watch their form and mm. stay engaged with that. Um, and we were just using our coaching staff, but this week with the weather up here in Oregon has turned nice and sunny mm. and we have 10 acres on our property. We brought our mats out to our property. We brought all of our machines. My husband built a pull-up rig wow. and now we're, now we have six, um, people complete or in these workouts and then someone's coaching. So our member, our feedback, they love it. It's nice. We have four alpacas and <laughs> they just kind of walk around during the workouts and that's really cool. Um, and, you know, we're trying to provide a sense of normalcy and a routine to our members. And it's, we love it because you can comment on the Facebook live and then you get that banter going that you would have in a normal class. And our workouts are are hard. I mean, they're the hardest workouts I can stand behind this that you're probably ever going to do. So wow. you're not only getting that workout, but you're also getting your sense of community. Yeah. I would say that mm -hmm. what you're currently doing with the outdoor workouts, that's what actually caught my eye and sparked me to reach out so that we could connect on this podcast episode um, about this topic, just because it was fascinating to see. And again, I got a point to, um, you know, make sure if you're listening to the episode that you're checking to make sure you're staying within the regulations of whatever city, county you're in. Um, and because each one of those are varying, we have some states that are already opening up some gyms. And so making sure you're not uh, doing anything um, outside of the norm within your area. But uh, with you, what you guys are doing, it's great to see. And exactly what you said, you're staying two steps ahead. Um, a question that popped up in my head when you were um, talking about that is during this time, by the chance, have you guys um, signed up any new members? We have. Wow. Um, we've, we've lost a few, mm -hmm. but I would say that, you know, if we've lost five members, we've picked up three new members. So we have wow. a, a discounted rate if you want to do the live workouts, mm -hmm. but uh, our community is so strong and everyone's so vetted that our members are still paying their regular, you know, gym membership price. Mm -hmm. And we're working with those who can't. And then um, a few spouses have picked up the, you know, the wives always join first and it takes a while mm -hmm. for the husbands to jump on board. But mm -hmm. we've had a few husbands join because they see their wives working out at home. And yeah, and hopefully we have um, a new website in development that's, we haven't figured out what we're going to call it quite yet, but it will be a continuation of doing the workouts from home once we're able to reopen mm -hmm. so that anyone in anywhere, any city, any country can join our workouts. So we'll also offer that. Awesome. So that's awesome. in development. Yeah. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. With this, I'll say change in the way that the business is being run. How did you guys come up with your, this is a very popular question I see on a lot of Facebook pages for group instructors, personal trainers. How did you guys come up with your rate, um, your adjusted rate for new members? 
Um, my husband and I just did our research and, you know, looked at other, other offerings that are similar to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just said, you know, like, what is this worth to us? And we offer a, a premium type of workout. So yeah. we're asking for that premium type of rate. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to go in at $19 a month because if I join something for $19 a month, then I mean, I, I think I get what I pay for. So I mm-hmm. want something with a little more quality and a harder workout. And I guarantee you're not going to find a harder workout than this. So, yeah, I mean, just from already what you've shared, you can hear all the steps you guys are taking to make sure this is a service that's professional mm-hmm. and exactly what I've mentioned in other episodes about this being something that you can do after people are allowed to go back to whatever normal is. I don't want to just write that off and saying whatever normal is, but whatever people are comfortable with once they are allowed to go back to gyms and whatnot, this is a continued service that you guys are, you guys are expanding that even with a new website and all that kind of great stuff. So um, one kudos to you and two, that, you. that innovation is amazing with that type of work and what, um, can you kind of run us through your setup that, that you have, whether you're using Zoom, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube? Right. So uh, we've considered all of those and we went with Facebook for a couple of reasons. One, not every, if you're doing Zoom, you get, you know, you have a few options. You can see everybody who's doing the workout and not mm-hmm. everyone's comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Or you can have it just on one person, like your coach or whomever is coaching the class. So we liked Facebook because it's more interactive. You can comment, you can get that immediate feedback. So a member can type a comment and then we can give it back, you know, feedback to them mm-hmm. right away. Um, so we like that and that we like that it stays on the page the whole time. Our members can jump on that page, share how they felt after that workout. And it just creates more of that community and keeps that going with the banter and checking in with each other. We also run weekly challenges on our page. We have accountability partners. Um, I have background in macro planning and meal planning. So I'll share like nutrition tips on there. Mm. And just every week we try to think of something to add that's interesting to keep people coming back to the page and not Mm -hmm. getting bored. So we're just constantly mixing it up. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. It's great to hear that expansion right there. It's not just, okay, I'm going to put up a workout. I'm going to post um, a workout that people can go, go do on their own. There's so many different levels to unpack on it, adding the nutrition into it, adding the challenges. It's creating more value, but also it's, this is a standard that you guys are setting in terms of here's the quality that we're putting out and exactly what um, you mentioned before with the price. This is a quality service. It's not just like you mentioned the $19 package. This is something that anybody is going to feel like, wow, this is, something that I want to belong to. I want to invest in and tell somebody about it, which anybody can essentially go in across the country, somebody in Florida, uh, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. somebody can subscribe to this, which opens up the, I'll say the the floodgates. Right. We allow our members to invite a friend to the private page for the workouts um, for a free month. And we've had uh, people from Florida, um, wow. Portland, not that far, but mm-hmm. um, who love it and who have reached out and have joined mm-hmm. after their month has expired. So um, it's, I mean, 
once you come to one of our classes, you'll see like what we offer and mm -hmm. why we're so great. When I um, created HitLogic, my goal was, was to create a customer experience that I would want as an athlete going into a gym mm -hmm. and provide the hardest workout where you leave feeling like you did enough. You don't need to do anything additional. Mm -hmm. And those are the two things that are always in my mind. And I program all of our workouts and I've never done the same workout twice in over three years. So every workout is different. Um, it's not uh, like an arm day or a leg day or anything like that. It's a full body workout mm -hmm. attacking those seven primal movements. Um, so it, it's just a great workout. You get your butt kicked and then you get to meet these great people on top of that. And it just creates this wonderful community that we have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Katie, mm -hmm. And on a little bit more for people listening to the episode on your type of gym hit logic and um, what the kind of the workouts are. Just I know that people listening, they have so many, uh, just a, a big variety of where they're coming from. And I, I want them to see that, wow, like this is, this is what they're doing. Okay. I can potentially alter it for my audience. Right. So um, our programming is broken up into three sections. So um, we have a pre, a hit, and a post. And the pre is a continuation of the warm-up. And that can be a Tabata or an EMOM um, or an AMRAP, typically. Mm -hmm. Then we have our hit training right in the middle, which is where we want you to work for a certain time period and then rest. So during that work period, you're getting your heart rate up as high as you can and then recovering during your rest. Now, you're not always going to recover because everybody's recovery time is different. So your high intensity will look different than my high intensity. Um, and then we don't, we don't prescribe the weight you need to use. You use the weight that's right for you. Mm -hmm. And then if there's any type of modification needed, we can modify for any movement. So we typically have um, four to five rounds of work within that hit section and four to five different types of movements. And then we end with a post, which can be um, another AMRAP or another EMOM. And it's just lots of conditioning mixed in with weight. So we do a lot of functional training. Mm -hmm. People often ask us if we're CrossFit. We're not CrossFit. Um, I did CrossFit for three years and we don't do any of the Olympic lifts overhead. And like mm -hmm. I said, we don't prescribe the weight that you're supposed to use. You can choose whichever weight is right for your body. We just mm -hmm. want to keep our members safe and give them the best workout they're going to get. Good, good info. Mm -hmm. um, with going back to your online workouts, um, you said that typically the people in the video are their coaches and then somebody is, are they the person that's doing the coaching? Are they manning the computer as well? No. So we have a coach. It's either as of night now, it's either myself or my husband and we're running the camera and the coaching and all the cues. Mm -hmm. And then our, either myself or another coach are doing the actual workout so that people can watch the video and make sure they're doing the right movements. And then, um, yeah. And then just, you know, in, inspire them to keep pushing because we're not quitting and we're not stopping. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to do that at home when you're by yourself or mm -hmm. like your kid comes in the room or your dog's mm -hmm. in the way or, Oh, I'm a little feeling a little tired. Maybe I'll, you know, <laughs> cut this one short. But so, uh, when we opened it up to our members, this was funny. We actually just opened it up on Monday and six people are out there and, you know, you start hearing comments like, wow, I guess I wasn't really working out as hard as I thought I was. At home. <laughs> so being in front of a camera is a whole new game. It's great. Mm -hmm. 
because it forces people to work that much harder thinking that everyone's watching them. So um, all the feedback we've gotten since having everyone at our property is that they love it. And they've actually said like when we reopen, they want to hopefully continue to be able to come out here and work out mm -hmm. um, because it's just such a peaceful setting. We're in a, a rural community. Um, so we don't have those high dense populated areas um, like say Portland or like the Bay area in California or wherever mm -hmm. you guys are at. But um, so we're pretty lucky in that way, that aspect. Um, and yeah. With the outdoor workouts right now that you're, you're doing, um, what are some of those precautions that you might take just for one from a business standpoint, but also to make sure that the members that are coming, that they feel comfortable too. Great. So we have, uh, we're using our regular flooring mats that we have at our gym. Mm -hmm. um, so we sanitize those after every workout. Um, we have members bring their own equipment mm. and it's the equipment that we've loaned out to them. So they gotcha. bring their own equipment. They have their designated mat that they're on. We've asked them to bring their own wipes to wipe down their equipment when they're done, mm -hmm. their own water. Um, nobody's sharing any type of equipment. And then, like I said, they're, <clears throat> excuse me, at least six feet apart. Um, after the workout, they wipe off whatever they've used and then they, you know, they leave and then we go back and mop the mats down. Mm -hmm. um, we ask people if, you know, you're not feeling well or, you know, you've had a cough or something not to, not to come out yeah. and everyone's really respectful of that. So just keeping our distance, um, a, a big part, a big adjustment we've had to make is that um, our community is really big on high fives and doing a break at the end of every workout. Mm -hmm. So we really miss that. So we do air high fives to try mm -hmm. to build that, you know, that bond and that camaraderie. So I think for me, like, that's what I miss the most is being able to high five people. <laughs> um, but you know, maybe someday we'll get back to that. But just mm -hmm. again, like just asking people, they bring their own equipment, they carry it in, they carry it out and they bring their own wipes to wipe everything down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love these precautions and all the steps you're taking to ensure one, you're protecting yourself as a business. I don't, I know that you would not want to put yourself in a position where somebody did get sick potentially and mm -hmm. want to feel that type of, um, you know, that the, 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 them coming to it was from these classes. And then also on their aspect, you want to make sure that your members feel right. comfortable and they feel safe and all these steps is, it might sound like overkill to some people that um, are listening, but these are the things that Here's a way that you can adjust to what's going on and continue to teach classes, effective classes, quality classes. I mean, these are classes you're doing with equipment. Here's things that you're, you're doing extra steps. You know, they can, mm -hmm. I, I like how you mentioned that uh, one, this program sounds great that you're, you loaned out the equipment immediately to the members and they're bringing it and they're taking it home. So there's no interchange. You're not having to, um, worry about, oh, okay, what is their home situation like? What is, uh, what steps have they, what kind of precautions have they take, taken? Um, and so all those steps along the path create a path to opening up like this or having a workout like this. And I think that that's what some people need to start thinking about is what are those precautions and then making sure that you take one step further, in my opinion. That's just my right. opinion on that. Well, in, in looking at reopening, um, we have decided to replace all of our flooring in our gyms. Mm -hmm. So we'll have brand new flooring. Um, we're moving a lot of furniture out that, you know, was like we have couches for people to come in and sit 
if they're waiting for the next class, but we're going to get rid of those couches because we don't want people hanging or lingering around. Um, we're also going to ask people to continue to bring their own equipment in and we're going to have our programming in a way where people like right before we close, they just stay in their own spots and there's no sharing of equipment. So our workouts, um, some of the movements we won't be able to do, like we're not going to be able to do pull-ups for a while or wall balls because those require people to move to that certain section. So we're going to go back to how we were before we had to officially close, back to our spacing, back to having each member have their own area. Um, we're going to have members bring their own yoga mats. We're no longer providing yoga mats as well as um, towels. So we're going to require each member to have a towel. And because of the lack of sanitation products we're able to find, I don't, I'm sure everyone's running into this. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to have uh, like spray bottles with towels and then bring your own towel and then you can spray your equipment off and then take your towel home with you. So good stuff. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With all of these online options that you're creating, is there a practice period or um, any type of steps that you do to see what it looks like on the member's perspective. I know you mentioned that you did a, a demo earlier with somebody, but uh, with any of the stuff with the Facebook live or anything like that? Um, for this, no, we just dove in like mm -hmm. cannonballed off the deep end and went for it. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I think a yeah. lot of business owners had to do that. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no, do? right. Like none of us has probably ever faced something like this. There's no yeah. handbook out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so we just, again, went back to that, our core beliefs of what type of experience do we want to give people? Mm -hmm. And, and I look at it like, what would I want as a gym member? And then how can we give them the best workout in this situation? And that's what we went with. And, yeah. you know, I, my husband is my business partner and he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. He's, you know, brilliant with marketing. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, we'll bounce ideas off each other and I'm like the more like, this is what I want to give the, this is what I want to give our members. How can we do this? And then he mm -hmm. takes it from that business perspective. And then we end up like, you know, with this joint effort and this great marriage of these ideas. And somehow we're just staying two steps ahead of everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, like, I mean, with there not being a, a handbook out there and testing things out, I'm sure that you guys are in the same boat. If the if you make an adjustment and it's not working, I'm sure you guys would be also willing to take a step back and then look, reassess how things are going. It's been great to hear so far with all these different items, how they're being success, successfully implemented and also the, all the things that you're adding on top of it. But I think that that's also the mindset that some people need to think about is how can I be adaptable to the situation? How can I be willing to take a risk in it and put myself out there as well? Yeah. So, um, you know, we have had a few trial and errors. We, we filmed from our house for a little bit and then the weather up here is just, it was too cold and too windy. So then we decided to move back to the gym and my instinct was, I wasn't really quite sure. Like at first I said, no, we can't be at the gym. We can't be at the gym. We went back to the gym and did a few workouts there. And then we got a little um, I guess too confident and invited more people in. And at one point we had, we were back to like six people in the gym and it didn't feel right. So we said no more at the gym. We just moved back to our house and dropped it back down to two people on film. And then since the weather's opening up now we're outside at our property, but we decided just to stay out of the gym. 
um, because we're right next door to a coffee shop. So people would walk by and they don't know if you're not, if you've never worked out in a gym, you don't know, you know, what, what they're doing and, and that it can be safe. So we were just worried about getting, um, you know, negative community feedback and our yeah. community is so small. So we did that for a few days and then we said, no, we're going back to the house. So, you know, we did make a mistake there and we just learned from it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think, you know, thinking back, I think that's pretty, pretty much the only, the only thing that we probably shouldn't have done right away. Um, we, yeah, I think that being here and being outside, you know, and everyone's six feet apart and we're following all of our state's rules that, you know, everyone's loving it. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. it's good that I'll say that, uh, you tested it. You looked at the bigger picture of it too. Yeah. I mean, when things or when people start going back to gyms, exactly how you mentioned, you wouldn't want the community to think that you were breaking the rules or anything along those lines. Um, seeing that you guys are part of the community as a whole, you know, you're offering a service that it's not just a workout; it's a community within. Right, it, and know? and I know my biggest my biggest worries. I'm really good at worrying. Was <laughs> that um, I didn't want to do anything that was socially irresponsible. Yeah. And I felt that at that point that was socially irresponsible um, from an outsider looking in. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's also been a big issue for us is, is this socially responsible? And a lot of our membership base are um, ER nurses. Um, we have a few doctors, some ICU nurses, and anytime we're going to try something new, that's who we reach out to. Like, is this safe? Um, are we following the proper guidelines? Are we providing enough distance? Is there anything we could be doing in addition to what we're doing? So we have those people to bounce our ideas off of, and that's super helpful. I bet. I bet. Mm -hmm. With the whole situation and, um, you know, what normal was before, can you share with us what your daily uh, routine looks like now? I think that that has been, whenever I talk with somebody now, I say, what is my routine? And talk about the importance of keeping that routine uh, just for mental health aspects and what is your routine now now that uh, I'm sure there's a lot of pieces in there I mean online and also the, the group stuff can you share with us what that looks like sure um, you know people ask me how much my life has changed and honestly yeah. it it's it's become busier oh, wow. um, we we are not running as many classes but with the online platform it requires a lot of, uh, you know, being on. Mm -hmm. So I used to be a teacher and I always equate to coaching a class, like going through parent teacher conferences where <laughs> you're constantly talking and you're providing support and you're cheering for people. And, you know, um, at the end of each class, my throat is sore. So <laughs> I think that, um, the daily routine is that we have a nine fifteen class. I take that class and my husband coaches it. Mm -hmm. And then we have a noon class that I coach. And then my husband is in that class along with our members. And then we have a four o'clock class that he coaches. I'm kind of there for backup, taking pictures, um, doing the social media side. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's our passion. I've, I've always said that my dream job would be able to work out all day. And during mm -hmm. this pandemic, I've actually gotten that. <laughs> so that's been really cool. Um, I, at one point, um, another coach and myself were doing two, maybe three workouts a day just because we didn't have, you know, our membership base to pull from. Mm -hmm. And so that can be physically demanding. Um, 
but you know, you, you have to hustle. If you're going to make it, you have yeah. to hustle, you have to work hard, you have to put yourself out there. And that's what we've done. And it's been successful. And I'm super proud of my team and my husband and, you know, how we've been successful during this time. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. With the, the pandemic and um, how it's affected the fitness industry, that has been my worry as somebody that shares or develops education and, um, you know, looking at the industry as a whole, of course, I hope that things go back to normal-ish soon, but the industry, the, the, the trainers, the group exercise instructors, the gym owners, uh, the small business gym owners, it's, it's an unknown. And so that's where my thoughts have been. And so to hear and see firsthand all these steps that you're taking is great to see. And that's kind of what takes me to uh, the podcast takeaway now, uh, takeaways are what would you I'll say advice wise, what are the two best tips you can give for gym owners struggling to make any adjustments? Gosh, um, I would say you have to be forward thinking and I don't think there's going to be a going back to normal. So you have to create your new normal mm-hmm. and what that looks like. I think that people have to get online. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some of your membership base will feel comfortable coming back to your physical gym, but a lot of people aren't ready yet. So definitely you need some type of online presence. Um, and then again, I would just say, take a step back and put yourself in your member's shoes. And what would you want out of your gym? And that's yeah. what you have to give people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that those worries too. And um, do you guys, prior to even doing the online stuff, did you guys do or have any type of background in IT or were you guys familiar with computer work or online, anything, that kind of stuff? Um, my husband is, yes, me, no. Uh, my background is in teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny how we started a little funny story. I know we're towards the end here, That's but okay. <laughs> um, one of our coaches was when all of this started happening and Corona was there and we weren't shut down yet, but you know, California had been shut down and we knew mm-hmm. we were probably coming next. She um, was about six weeks postpartum and was just getting back to working out. And she would go into, uh, we have two locations. So she would go into our other location by herself and work out. Mm-hmm. Um, she did that a few times and she reached out to me and she's like, Katie, I just, you know, I can't find the motivation to do it on my own. And I said, well, I'm going to work out at four o'clock. I'll take my phone and I'll FaceTime you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it started was I brought my phone to the workout floor. I FaceTimed her and set her up right behind me. And we talked to her as if she was in the class and she did the whole class with us over FaceTime. Awesome. So that right there signaled to my husband and I like, ah, we should be doing this for other people. So that's when we implemented the two live workouts a day prior to being totally shut down. So, you know, it's just, it's just thinking ahead and that think about your membership base and the demographics and some people you're going to have who are more inclined to be on their electronics and Mm -hmm. prefer that online platform. And then you're going to have a different, different demographic, different, demographic, excuse me, (laughs) that would rather be in the gym space. They don't want to use the electronic side. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that you have to find a marriage for both of those and, you know, offer both of those to your members. Yeah, I dig it. Mm -hmm. I dig it a lot. Mm -hmm. Katie, can you share with us your um, social media handles and all that kind of good stuff? Sure. So we have two Facebook pages. We have HitLogic Tumalo and HitLogic Redmond. 
and then one Instagram, which is at HitLogic. I also have um, a page where I do macro meal planning, and it's Katie Cruz underscore macro planner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that on the side for for people who are interested in you know great. how do you pair nutrition yep. with this type of workout? Yeah, mm-hmm. really great stuff. Um, again, I just want to share for the listeners the reason why this podcast came, this episode came together was scrolling through Facebook. And, uh, I saw Katie's posts of what she's doing right now. And I'd seen even before, like when it was just starting the adjustments that she was making. And this is somebody that is actively taking an approach to keeping their business running. There are so many fitness professionals out there that are, okay, what's going to go next? What's going to happen next? And instead of just waiting, she's being proactive about it. Great stuff, Katie. I, I really appreciate you taking the time sharing in-depth stuff that listeners can apply right now. Thanks, Tyler. I appreciate you having me on.